Some real election news. The SNMA general elections packet for the 2021 to 2022 administration is now available. As the oldest and largest student-governed nonprofit organization, we are looking for physician leaders of tomorrow. Visit snma.org for descriptions of all available positions for pre-medical and medical students to lead and serve on our national board of directors. Feel free to reach out to our current leadership to learn more about their experiences and get involved with our ongoing national committee initiatives. We look forward to hearing your passion and plans as pioneers of impact for our organization. Applications are due January 29th. Everybody, SNMA fam, welcome to SNMA Presents The Lounge. Whether you're in a student lounge, doctor's lounge, or lounging around at home, get ready to join SNMA for meaningful conversations on topics affecting minorities in medicine and groups that often sit at the margins of healthcare. I'm your boy, student Dr. Aldwin, and my 2021 is going to be explosive, exciting, entertaining and enlightening drop the bars let's go (laughs) (laughs) heard it i'm student dr isabella and my 2021 is going to be it's going to be a renewal right because 2020 was all types of adjectives all types of nouns whatever you want to call it it was it was just a lot so this is the year that i'm going to be starting fresh and new with a different perspective on how to move in this new year. I love it, y'all. Let's get it. (laughs) This is student Dr. Erica Dingle. What's up? What's up? And my 2021 is going to be focused, intentional, peaceful, and all about where the money reside, where the money reside, where the money reside, and that's all who (laughs) Mary had a little lamb. See. (laughs) That's what we got to be about this year. Paper. All day. Period. Happy New Year to all of y'all. To, to, to the SNMA fam. Happy New Year to my yeah. Yeah. Erica Isabella. We made it through another year. The pandemic. Such a devastating, but yet educating experience for us all. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But how's your New Year so far? Like, what, what are some of the lessons that you guys have had in 2020? And how has that transferred? to 2021 you know it's been wild yeah like I think that this new year has so far I can say for the most part has just been just different overall for me um just because it's like you know we we came in talking about we have these vaccines ready so I think people are like kind of having this new outlook okay maybe we could eventually be a little bit out the woods by summertime and live our lives but overall I just think that it's just kind of just been like okay you know what we know 2020 was many things and it you know wasn't uh, a year we were expecting and I don't think we thought it was going to take up a whole year but just overall excited to start fresh and look just kind of um looking ahead I think I'm very much looking ahead this year and I I know that things can't hopefully get any worse than they were last year so definitely I kind of feel that um it's almost like I have taken a deep 
inhaled and exhaled all of whatever I was feeling from 2020. And I know, although a new year doesn't mean like new season always, I it, but right. you can kind of, you can propel yourself into a new season in your mindset, I think. So my goal is just to stay positive, um, positive, prayerful, and intentional. Seriously, like if if it takes my peace, then it's not for me. It ain't so, worth and that, it. That's not it. school. I feel like school <laughs> takes all of our peace, right? <laughs> but any anything aside from that, like I need to have laser focus. So what about you, Aldi? If it takes your peace, then peace it out. Word. <laughs> I would say the, the main thing is bringing in the same resi- resilience I had in 2020 into 2021, keeping the same positive energy, maintaining the momentum I've had. You know, I've, I've really explored other aspects of my life in 2020 with yoga, engaging in meditation, mindfulness, exploring other niches, learning about investing, learning about real estate, learning about, you know, really exploring how I could evolve as a person just outside of medicine. And I've done a lot of introspection and learned me as a black man, I have a lot uh, for my life and I have a lot to, to lead and a lot to aspire, just not for myself, but for my community. And there's so much impact that's left for us to really influence and instill in our individual community. So it's just a whole host of things. And I'm feeling really energetic and really happy to be in this place, in this space, to be part of medicine and go back and create the change I want to see in the world. So we out here, man. I love that. I love it. Energetic about the purpose and about us being in medicine. So let's get it. Okay. Let's get it. So (laughs) as you all know, for our preclinical students, we love this part of the show, y'all. It's Mm -hmm. called Run the List. As we do on patient wards, running the list allows the team to address pressing matters of the day. So that's what we're about to get into. The pressing matters of 2021 so far, the recent events that have taken place and things that affect our communities and the populations we serve. So let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) What y'all think? We got a new president and a new madam vice president. I had to sing about that. Honestly, I, I know. Uh, shout out, to, <laughs> shout out to Erica, aka Life. You know, y'all represent. Shout out to Howard University. Okay, they ring the forty nine bells. The forty nine. Did y'all hear it? The forty nine bells. No, I wasn't there, but I heard it. I didn't hear bell. But I mean, I'm glad they did it. No, shout out to look. I'm I'm rooting for everybody black. Okay. <laughs> so, period. Howard. Howard Hampton. Or Alabama State, whatever, whatever schools you came from, any school, any HBCU, that's that's the point. Right. Like HBCUs right. produce greatness. Can we get right. a clap on that? And that's a, that's a clap. That's a word. That's a word right there. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but um, honestly, I'm surprised. Like that Biden made it in there. Like I'm, this, I'm very much shocked because listen, all the nonsense that occurred, you know, leading up to this man being able to put his pinky toe in the white house is, is completely, it was completely crazy from the Capitol um, nonsense with the mobs and all that stuff that we know that no black person would have came in there alive. If they did that nonsense to, you know, all of this controversy that's been occurring, you know, with uh, Trump getting, having to get impeached again and all these, you know, crazy things. It's like, and then Trump going to the court, like how many times to try and basically say that an election was unfair when we know the whole time there was no rigging it's just crazy just how much 
right like how much really occurred from the time that this man lost to the time that biden entered the white house i just i honestly just didn't think that there was i thought there was gonna be another problem so just to see him actually and kamala be able to walk into that space yesterday was still very much mind-boggling to me and i'm actually very very um happy to say that at least we can start up a fresh four years and see where it goes with someone that doesn't have the last name trump period I'll tell you why why I knew he was going to win. Because people were chanting and calling on African angels. <laughs> but I, I'll tell you what African angels got sent. They got sent to us where the money was at, okay? So that's why I knew he was going to win. No, but I, to, to, be, to be honest, though, that was a joke. I was shook. I remember around election season, we were all talking on Zoom and on text. And we were all kind of sitting there with bated breath. So... Right. It was. I'm. I'm. Jo- I'm very elated and filled with joy that he did not win, right. um, and that we have new administration change changes here again. Right. And I also, like, it, it's just been amazing to see the level of love and passion and respect and admiration that the the president and the vice president Kamala has received. I saw a photo of countless little black girls uh, with. Uh, uh, um, with shirts saying she's just like me. So right. to, that was just so inviting to see that she's inspiring countless individuals across our society, across the culture to say, hey, maybe one day I could run for polit- political office. Maybe one day I can choose to create an impact and, and create a niche for myself where that I am bypassing so many barriers. And so I'm right. so excited and elated. I'm elated also for um, uh, President, Bi- um, um, President Biden to be in the office I was just watching on CNN. He just signed another executive order to reduce uh, the amount of child poverty by half in America. And he's also oh, wow. um, increasing resources for unemployment because we, we do know that 15 million people in America are unemployed currently and right. still to receive that unemployment. And he, of course, is signing the order to get that money on deck. That yep. 40, 14 heard you. Okay. And- you know what I'm saying? I, I need that. And, and don't I need that. And don't forget about the what's it, he wants to vaccinate at least 100 million people within the yeah. next 100 days. Right. So yeah. I need that I too cuz I'm trying to be out here on my on my business this summer. So <laughs> What is business? You sure business or pleasure? Oh, <laughs> when I say business, you always got to mix business with pleasure, at least in our case as medical uh, medical students, because there's never any time to really fully have pleasure without a little bit of business. So <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm really excited that we rejoined the WHO, World Health yep. Organization. Um, I was reading about it on CNBC. They were talking about the Pfizer vaccine to supply um, up to, I think, 40 million doses of the COVID vaccine to right. this program initiative, the COVAX Global Immunization Program. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm happy that we're actually rejoining because it's likely going to include us at this point. Um, but still, not that many people. I mean, considering the amount of people that live in the world, how many people would that be? Like close to 20 million people likely getting vaccinated due to that, what is it, two shots you need to receive? Mm-hmm. Yeah, two shots. You got to get one dose. And then I think you have to get it another one a month after, if I'm being. Yeah. 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 Right. And honestly, 18 million um, almost vaccinated in America. So, I mean, that's not bad. You know, it's been, you know, second week of December. 
was right. when they gave the first dose. So uh, we're about a little over uh, a month in with 18 million. So I, I mean, I think it's possible for us to get the 100 million out. I think the thing is that a lot of states, they're finding the a lot of difficulty in trying to disseminate the vaccine and kind of coordinating that. Like, right. Right. Uh, currently in New York, they had to postpone giving the vaccines for the last two days because number one, they're running out of vaccines. And number two, they want to find an efficient way to get these hospitals, uh, the vaccines and um, get them in the areas that really need it the most. Right. And that's like, wonderful. how do you guys think that's been going so far? Like with the distribution of the vaccines, I mean, in terms of who gets it first, you know, when the doses expire, the infrastructure, like our current infrastructure, how they're being distributed. Like how does, how does it look like it's been going so far? I personally i mean living in in queens new york i i don't feel like a number of people that should be getting them are getting them um right. i know there is the age limit and mm-hmm. obviously people who work in hospitals like they should go first they they've been the ones on the front lines and right i understand that but there are people in underprivileged, underserved areas that I'm like, come on, why, why aren't you distributing vaccines in these areas? Um, mm-hmm. I think, I, thankfully, there's been orders placed by our new president aimed at increasing again the number of vaccines and then people who can actually administer them. I think that's also an issue uh, with regards yeah. to how many people have been getting vaccinated. So right. if we could get more people out here vaccinating, then we likely wouldn't have a problem. So, and you know, I want to add an extra point to what you just said, Erica, in regards to like who's getting it first. Right? And we all agree. I think the hospitals makes the most sense, but it's for me, it's more so the people in the hospital. Though I don't know if it's actually been super fair because they've mm-hmm. been giving it to like doctors and nurses and all these people first who are very very much protected already with PPE and have access to that, right? But those right. who are the janitors those right. who do maybe food service who aren't getting that luxury who are working in the hospitals i mean i think they're low-key being neglected and you know i don't really know how mm-hmm. i feel about that i think there's a lot of hierarchy i think there's a lot of elitism as to who can be able to get this vaccine and in reality those who are getting it first technically really don't need it as badly as those who aren't who don't already have access to all that ppe right yeah mm-hmm. just, i didn't think about it that, that way that's interesting yes and i, I certainly agree because when you look at the media coverage, even in, in in itself, you never see any like sanitation workers or any EKG techs or any of those mm-hmm. individuals from the, the vaccine. Right. But, you know, it's always a doctor or it's always a nurse or the family practitioner that's getting it. So it's interesting to see how the discussion surrounding this vaccine rollout. And then even when we talk about our communities, um, there's a lot of communities that are having very difficult uh, uh, challenges in getting access to the vaccines. You show up at the actual vaccination site and they'll, they're turning people around. Oh, yeah, like, they you know, are. Five hours, bro. Like, right. you're going to turn me around. Y'all said y'all had this and that amount. So um, that could be very frustrating. And like I said, that's why it's it's it, there has to be a system in place. And I think obviously we've seen prior to, you know, President Biden coming into office that there the federal um, regard for the vaccine rollout was not there. But right. now, there was no system. That's the problem. With government <laughs> really, uh, you know, kind of actualize a true plan and moving forward. Yeah. Right. Thank God for a plan and thank God for science and somebody who believes in it. I think that's where we sit right now with the current administration. They believe in science. They push it 
Um, they yeah. have people in place that a literal COVID task force. So mm-hmm. only, we can only shout go off to Before we move on, shout out to uh, Dr. Cameron Webb, who was a former national president of SNMA. Um, he was, he's just been assigned, assigned to Biden's coronavirus task force. Yeah, I was actually yeah. just going to say, like, Biden's been yeah. doing a great job, I think, like, with creating this task force of people that he has behind them. There's so much people of color and great minds, like, you know, not the typical people you would usually see in these spaces doing this kind of work. And it's not even just with, like, the vaccines. It's even just, like, with his other um, plans for, like, economic, you know, stimulation get our country moving back again economically with, you know, uh, what's it called? Immigration. Like he's recruited such a wide array of like great black brown minds. And I'm yeah. honestly just excited to see how, you know, our country's going to look in the next four years after he's through with his term. How it's supposed to nice and colorful. Okay. <laughs> you know, before the topic of, Oh, we, we keep doing this today all oh, we on the same wavelength it's like speak right. when i speak but <laughs> like we have to do the same thing we right. probably are let me see let me see but so speaking <laughs> about covid right and just the covid vaccination and black people being informed i want to read a quote from a doctor black um black female physician dr nicole christian breathwaite um I saw it on Twitter and I think it could really help us delve in in a minute. So being a black physician is exhausting. We have to endure racism from colleagues and patients and constantly fight to be recognized for the stars that we are now. Now being now black celebrities are attacking black female physicians for trying to dispel misinformation about the COVID vaccine. Why? So. Clubhouse, y'all. Ooh, we're all on it. We're all on it. We sat on it. Very much. We we had a whole meeting on it. Um, we saw how that went, and it's like, and I really do. I like the concept of clubhouse. I like the concept of like, you know, getting to really just talk about whatever it is the topic is on, and not and not having the pressure of like, you know, how do I look? Because it's all just audio, and you know, and just kind of feeling, I guess, more free to speak. I think that's a really cool concept. However, I see how it can get messy. I can very much see how it can get messy just because of the way it's like um, invites. So you think that in order to be on Clubhouse, it's like you have to kind of be of like a certain caliber. So maybe it's like, are we being exclusive of people being able to join this network? And, you know, shout out to my sis Erica for even putting me on because Lord knows, I don't know where that Clubhouse invite was going to come from if it wasn't for Erica to come through the last minute. I so, got you, <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> yes, thank you, sis. I, I appreciate that. I actually have been enjoying the app and I've actually even um this is off the topic, but like, you know, with uh Kamala getting into the White House and her being a Howard alum, you know, I'm on one of the clubs, I think it's called the Howard Collective, or no, the Howard Alumni. Oh no, actually I think it's called the Howard Collective. They had a little like quick meeting thing of just like people just having Howard Pride and just like how do we feel about the inauguration happening tomorrow? You know, and I've got to say a little something, something on the stage. They invited me to the stage. So yeah, hey. so <laughs> So I was definitely feeling myself there. So um, I, I I like the concept. I like getting to really connect people in that way. I can, though, see how it could get a little bit messy in regards to the, I guess, exclusivity of it. And also just people kind of getting on their high horse, thinking that they know everything under the sun and can say everything um, with, I guess, this matter of fact attitude, even if they right. don't know what the heck they're talking about. 
Yeah, I think my issue is the misinformation that's being disseminated. And honestly, have your opinion about the vaccination, right? I, I'll, I'll be very quick on this because it's only, it, I don't have much to say <laughs> other than have right. your opinion, but don't give other people misinformation. Um, right. I choose whether or not I want the vaccination based on the research that I do and based on what other physicians who are doing the research for me tell me, but right. don't be out here cyberbullying on a, come on. <laughs> and that's what happened. I think all when I feel like we talked about it. He might know more about the situation to speak more specifically to it. But literally, cyberbullying of a black female physician about how she wanted to dispel the the misinformation about um, the COVID vaccine. Right. Take it away, Alwyn. Yeah. So you know, I wasn't in the initial group that uh, this happened in, um, but you know, one one of our other uh, team members. She was in it and um, she did ping me in another group with uh, one of the, the people that were kind of antagonizing the uh, this black physician, which included um, Joe Buttons, Tiffany Haddish. It included uh, a, a um, social media uh, um, uh, guru of sorts. He has his own radio show, um, Mr. Lee. I forgot the, his first name. And he went in the group and basically what was happening is that they had some kind of Dr. Sebi like doctor in the room and he was this is like like Erica said disseminating false information stating things like COVID-19 is a hoax the government created COVID-19 if right. you think COVID-19 you can treat it by rubbing lemon and lime on your body and, and sugar or something and it's a group full of you know hundreds of people and think about social media is people will hear things and take that information and run with that. Right. Do research. They'll spread that false information to their family members, their brothers, their sisters. Right. And that creates, you know, like a community overall of people who are unaware and uneducated about how to protect themselves. And so a doctor came on, uh, this black doctor came on and re to refute that. And essentially, uh, uh, all these celebrities, including um, um, Shaka Bars, uh, this uh, this fake doctor, um, essentially went <laughs> after the doctor, got her name and harassed her on social media, was putting her profile up on their social media and basically fun. trying to expose her and expose any other doctors that were popular for, uh, you know, really refuting claims about the falseness of what right. they were saying in that group. And you know what's disgusting about this? I mean, everything about it is to me, honestly, but physicians of any race spend so much time dedicated to the field of medicine. It's like you literally commit your life to right. learning. And right. some of us, most of us make sacrifices. Um, and, you know, that's nobody's problem, right? We made that decision. But the audacity of you to tell me that I'm pushing the white man's agenda because I'm bettering myself to better my people's lives. Because I want, like, and, and that was one of the things that came up as well. Like you guys are pushing the white man's agenda by pushing this type of medicine. So who's starting the school from, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Who's going right. to start? And, and not to say like, we have a Howard, we have Morehouse, we have the other uh, black medical colleges, but if right. they're pushing the white man's agenda, what do you suggest, sir? What, what is your solution? I'm saying, because you don't have a solution except get COVID. Like, what's exactly. going on? <laughs> I'm not getting COVID if I don't have to. I looked exactly. at my loans. I was like, yo, you think I took $460,000 of loans out? Just Bruh. so I could push the white man's agenda when meanwhile right. in my neighborhood, there's, it's a food desert. 
the mortality rate from COVID is sky high. I got right. people walking around looking for a job, going from place to place, struggling mm-hmm. to have their brothers, sisters, daughters get food on the table. I'm right, not yeah. just, just because of the white man's agenda. I'm doing this because there's a greater purpose for myself. And there's a lot on the line for myself by right. not committing to my community. You know what I'm saying? So I wish exactly. they understood that logic. And it's crazy how they dissociate that, right? Because they're not in our position. But at the same time, I think it's important for us to utilize platforms like Clubhouse, Instagram, to show these celebrities like, nah, this is not it. Like, we're going we gonna to put up and show y'all like, we're really about this energy. Like, there's no games around this. Like, we committed to a greater purpose and a greater goal. And that's to change right. the outcomes of, you know, health disparities, change the mortality rate and all these kind of things that really are, um, you know, uh, destructive for the Black community. I agree. And you know, the, we, we don't, or I know we do, but others don't consider the impact that COVID has had on these healthcare professionals. And I'll use the people that come on Clubhouse re- religiously. They're not getting paid, right. um, but they come to share information. You have doctors like Dr. Magdala Sherry yep. with the uh, Not Just Another Black Body Initiative who lost both of her parents right. to the COVID and and. You like people like her who have lost people and y'all have the audacity to say things like this. That's like true. it's just a joke. Um, and again, to that young doctor who was being cyber bullied, you don't know where her, her mental health state was, what her mental health state was, given the fact that she's been working in this COVID atmosphere, like so many right. of the healthcare professionals. It's just, right. it hasn't been sustainable. And there's a huge disconnect between what is being said and what people actually know, you know, like people who are on the front lines every day, the nurses who are, who have literally watched people die right in front of their eyes since March. Mm -hmm. It's not the same as the, these little Trump supporters sitting in their backyard, believing that COVID can't touch them because they haven't been in those spaces and, and thinking that wearing a mask isn't a big deal and thinking that they don't need the vaccine. And it's just such a huge disconnect, I think in terms of everybody's reality and their perceptions. And that's why we need to really get serious about, you know, really rolling out these vaccines and, and pushing that everyone gets vaccinated because the only way we're going to not be affected by something is if we are immune to it. And that's how it goes with every major illness that we've gone through in this life, influence of 1918, polio, right. all, we don't get these things like that anymore because we are vaccinated. So I don't really see where the disconnect is coming from, but I think that this is part of what Biden is going to have to focus on, which is really pushing to get these vaccines underway. I agree. You know, question for you, Alvin, because I know you're in the mental health space and that's kind of what your your focus is on. What what are your thoughts about, I guess, how COVID will impact long term medical health or I'm saying medical health, healthcare professionals if they don't seek help right now, like if they're not getting therapy, because I know you talk about therapy a lot. So I really want to know. I think honestly, uh, we've seen a whole host of un- uh, unfortunate uh, uh, suicides and uh, deaths of uh, physicians due to COVID-19, placing such a huge burden on, on their mental health and also okay. on their physical health as well over the last year or so. And I think in regards to COVID-19, it's going to create a greater discussion about what is needed to be put in place to be resourceful for physicians. We work so many hours, we invest so much time, money and effort to become attending physicians, to get into residency, to even get into medical school. And what I think is gonna come is the evolution, right? Of the fact that it's okay to be vulnerable and be transparent 
and talk to someone and be able to communicate that. Because oftentimes right. medicine, the experiences that we experience, even for myself, when I was on rotation, I had several experiences where I was like, yo, this, I, I ain't feeling right. You know, like mm-hmm. homeboy try to get at me. You know what I mean? Like there's a way <laughs> we got to learn to communicate. Now that's not a significant, you know what I'm saying, experience, but I'm just saying that to say, like, especially during this pandemic, you see a lot of these issues that are arising from the whole spectrum for us. And I think that we got to take the time to understand and acknowledge that we're all experiencing mental health issues. And I think every medical student should go to therapy. I think every resident should go to therapy. Every attorney should go to therapy. You know, that will help us create a very safe space and create a more positive atmosphere so that we're working more efficiently and not just working for ourselves, but working for the patients that we hope to treat. And right. I agree. Everybody seek therapy, especially now. Um, yeah, we need it now more than ever. And we honestly have no idea when things are going to go back to normal or what the new normal will look like. Yeah, Everybody's been affected in so many ways. So we're we we on. I, I think I can say this for the three of us. We here at the lounge support uh, mental health 100. So, yes, yes by ma'am. all means. If you need somebody to talk, holla at me too. Like, I, I love talking to people. That's one of my things. Like Erica said, mental health is my space. And I think even if it's not me, I think anybody that's listening, please take, if you have any resources to kind of engage in that mental health space, please take the advantage of it because it will benefit you. I went to a therapy session two weeks ago and we were talking about things from COVID-19 to heartbreak in 2020 to all these kind of issues. <laughs> I just feel like relieved just from that one conversation that was 40 minutes, you know, uh, and there's right. therapy that you can undergo. So please reach out to your medical school, your institution, and take advantage of that. It doesn't matter where you are along your journey. Absolutely. Mm. Well, guess what? What? What's going on? <laughs> now I'm excited. First of all, I love y'all. Second of all, next Same. month, love not too. only not only do we get to talk about love a little bit, but it's Black History Month. Okay, it's been a long time coming. I needed this. I needed yeah, that. Listen, literally <laughs> black, black, black. Can say everything, but no. Um, honestly, I'm excited about our next episode because um, we get to discuss. Our history, number one, but then also an issue that I think is near and dear to a number of our hearts, Mm -hmm. um, Black maternal health. Right. That's going to be important. That's going to be key. (laughs) And speaking about Black History Month, um, today a legend died, Hank Aaron, one of the greatest who who set a standard for more Black men to enter into the game of baseball. Um, He was the leading uh, um, home run hitter for over uh, several decades and he passed Babe Ruth uh, in the early 70s uh, to do that. So, you know, he's accomplished amazing things. Um, he has a whole bunch of avenues named after him in Atlanta. He had the baseball stadium named after him and then he got a stadium in Mobile, Alabama as well named after him. So, and oh. very well part of the civil rights movement as well. So shout out, uh, rest in peace to Hank Aaron and uh, we appreciate what you've done. And he's also, he also actually uh, donated uh, I believe a million or two million dollars to Morehouse School of Medicine. So wow. that Rest that is forever gonna you know push through to so many physicians. Yeah, we're losing a lot of greats. So if this doesn't encourage you to step up as people, as a people, like 
get get in where you fit in step up mm-hmm. period yeah guys i'm looking forward to that episode but Me yeah too. it's been a great run the list and it's always great chatting it up with you guys absolutely <laughs> so first episode of 2021 in the books thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the lounge let us know your thoughts about the discussions we had today by emailing us at podcast at snma.org. Be sure to follow the SNMA on social media to stay up to date on upcoming events like the National Leadership Institute, which actually starts today, right? Ooh, yeah. yeah, it starts it's today. Yep. And this year's theme is advocacy in action, finding your voice through SNMA leadership. Um, So come out, sign up, hear about more on advocacy. Um, I think they also give talks about Mm -hmm. um, things pertaining just to SNMA leadership and tying that in. Elections packets are due January 29th. So if you're interested in SNMA leadership, go ahead to the website, I guess, and get your packet. And that's it. Thank you all for joining us for our first episode of The Lounge 2021. We wish you again a productive, positive, peaceful, and inspiring year. Thank you all for tuning in.